Welcome to the fourth pillar of play, a night shift radio production where we support your adventure in tabletop game design by discussing, learning, and creating right alongside you. Hi, Talon. Hi, Josh. How are you? I'm great. I'm great too. Going into a vacation week, so that's awesome. I hate you. I'm just <laughs> like, I love you, man. Oh, and hello to everyone listening at home. Oh, yes. Hi. You're here too. Yeah, we're so oh, glad you came. We you didn't see us. you there. Yeah, we didn't see you there. Have you been there the entire time? They've been here the, the whole, whole time. time. Hashtag dropout TV. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag game changer. The best show you're not watching. Exactly. Unless you are watching it, in, in which case you know what we're talking exactly. about. Exactly. So. All right, so we have decided to, after the, our last episode of planning a birthday party game, we've been working on that and discussing it, and we're going to keep plugging away at that, but for yeah, today's... Yeah, that Todd should podcast. He should. He's, he's, he's got he's a real good voice good at it. for it. Yeah, he's, he got, a, he's got a great voice for yeah, it. Real command of the medium. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, you know, I have a face for radio, so... <laughs> so the... Um, but for today, what we've discussed doing is we decided we were going to come back and we're going to look at something we already did. Yeah, we're gonna, we're which gonna, we literally never do. We've never once done it. We're going <laughs> right. to go back and we're going to look at the Revergence rules. And the reason we were thinking about doing this is because we have our Verge Warden uh, episode. We went mm-hmm. through and did abilities, but a lot of that was couched on the Revergence system. Yeah, because there was the plan to like finalize. Exactly, and there still and is. Put it we're out gonna, there. We're going to have then, a final episode on yeah. the Verge Warden once we kind of get that nailed down. And, mm-hmm. you know, and again... As people with lives, we're not doing this yeah. full time out of a studio. Um, right. You know, we make do with what we can, but emphasis it, on amateurs. Uh, uh, emphasis on amateurs. We're on the journey. We are. We're on the journey. On the journey to becoming our best tabletop creative self. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, when we created the Revergence rules, if 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 you were listening and you remember, the idea behind Revergence was supposed to be a, a system that showed that the world was trying to take you back. Right. And it was supposed to be alluring to some extent. It's supposed to start as kind of cool and then be alluring mechanically, but then very quickly become dangerous, like a slippery slope mechanic, yep. where the more powerful you get, the more easier it is to fall and lose your lose yourself to the reverse. Yeah, you had to eventually reach a point where you decided, do I want to let this keep going or do I want to resist it? Yeah. Do we have a bug in there's the room? A, there's a bug flying around. Oh, there! Yeah, that's the there one. he is. He's back for revenge. It's uh, uh, Jaws two. Boom, <laughs> boom. Um, so what we're going to do today is we're going to revisit the revergence rules that we drafted. Yeah. Um, talk through, and I, I think we should just look through and say, hey, what could we do to simplify this to make it not cumbersome and make it just kind of a little bit easier to grasp? Right. So. We're both holding these in front of us, like looking at them. And I don't think a lot of the stuff early on, like the 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 flavor, we talk, you know, revergence is the process through which a living creature is suffused with Iliaster. Over time, this process results in drastic and permanent alterations of as creatures become amalgamated with their environment. The effects of revergence are different for every creature. For some, the effects are terrible and swift. For others, it can be slow and beneficial. Mm-hmm. There are three tiers of revergence. The progression of revergence happens in three tiers, each with its own unique effects and strengths. As creatures progress through the tiers, its benefits become stronger, but the dangers develop faster and more difficult to mitigate or reverse. We eventually just settled on sticking with boons and banes. Right. So, um, and then we have the revergence tracks. There are four distinct tracks that revergence can take. Each track has its own aesthetics, boons and banes. When a 
character gains their first level of virgins, roll a d4 to determine the reversion's progression track. A game master may instead suggest a track. A character begins based on the setting or situation that led to the initial revergence roll. Here is something that I think should be added to this section right first thing. Okay. If you begin revergence on a specific track, you should not be able to gain levels in a different revergence track. Yeah. So if you start becoming mycelial, mm-hmm. you then can't, if you get somehow get hit with something that would cause you to become more revergent, your body is going to channel that into mycelial development. Okay, is yeah. my thinking. So almost like, yeah, no, I would agree so with that. So let's say you've got a character who is a mycelial, because the four tracks, for well, those listening... just being able to mix it up would make it even more confusing cheesy. than needed. And, and, and too too cheesable, right? Yeah, yeah. So we have bestial, which is you become animal-y, yep. animal-ish. Yep. Floral, you become plant-based. Mycelial, you become fungi. And mineral, you become stone. Yep. So, and that still works. And you know, the other thing that I was thinking about, hmm. by limiting it with the actual Revergence rules, that's something that makes the Verge Warden special. Okay, explain what exactly. Because the Verge Warden can jump between them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Verge Warden has their tokens, and oh, they can yeah. do like, here's a bestial boon that I'm giving myself. Here's a, right, I'm here's giving a myself mycelial the bane I'm giving yep. someone else. Yep. That sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so we need to have a line in here about limiting it. That's the first thing, I think, for version 1.02. Um, triggering events. The following list triggers events. Uh, trigger a revergence role. Spending a week or more in the verge. Exposure to raw iliaster. Eating or drinking significant amount of food or water from the verge. Being wounded by a revergent creature's natural weapons. And certain spell or spell-like effects. TBD. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have the four progressions. Now, the idea here being, if you're attacked by a... Uh, by a revergent monster in a mountain, and it's a stony, you know, a dwarf that's lost themselves and they become a, a stony monstrosity. Yeah. And they attack you, and you get a bunch of, like, if it's mica blood in you and you start a revergent roll, you're going to go down the mineral track. Yep. But then if you are, if you have, like, I'm Hrothgar Stone Fist, and you literally have a stone fist as part <laughs> of your revergent track and as part of your character, and mm-hmm. you're then in the verge. Right. Um, and you get attacked by a talon cat that's gone revergent, you don't start going bestial. Right, yeah. Your body just adapts it into mineral. Yeah, based on your first exposure. It's mm-hmm. almost like... It like gets coded into your DNA. Iliester antibodies. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, so with the, we don't have to go back over the math, I don't think. I, I, honestly, I'm, I'm okay with the math as it stands right now. So the first thing when I look at this tier chart, though, it's tier 1A, 1B, 1C, 2A, 2B, 2C, 3A, 3B, 3C. Maybe it should just be tiers one through nine. Or th- actually, you know what? Those should be level. Your revergent level, not your revergent tier. I only have one set of tiers. You only have one set of tiers? I go to tier three. Do we have one print? No, you have... You what have, am I thinking? What am I missing? This is tier one. Okay. That's tier two. Yep. And tier three is a lot of TBDs. Oh, okay. Okay, I see. So the way this was originally designed, uh, 1A, 1B, and 1C... We're all right. from that first chart that was all aesthetic, no mechanical disadvantages or advantages. Okay, yep. I remember that. And okay. then 2A, 2B, 2C were all the tier two ones. So the reason for the 2A, 2B, 2C was to coordinate it to the tier two chart. Right. Everyone listening at home, this is riveting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> if we say levels one through nine, and then it says like a boon from the tier two chart, you know, you can have like oh, a... Oh, right. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. levels one through T, run through three can then beside them say tier one. Levels uh, four, five, and six can say tier two. 
Oh and yeah, that seven, is a eight, lot and nine <laughs> can say tier three. Yeah, that is a lot. That's just like fault. a. <laughs> yeah, so we're yeah. just gonna go one through nine, and that's just gonna be a lot easier for people to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then the real meat of where to simplify this uh, tier one's great because it's literally all role play based. You pick something. Yeah, you go like, all right, here's some suggestions. Pick some stuff because you only get three things from that before you start getting mechanical stuff. Levels one, two, and three, you're just picking aesthetic effects. Now, why did we have a D4 for the Revergence progression track when it seems like the aesthetic effects, or you know what I mean? No, I don't. So when I look at the Revergence progression, we have D4, and so if you roll a one, your bestial floral, mycelial mineral, so then you wouldn't actually roll a D4 for the aesthetic effects because if you're bestial, you're going to have to choose. Right. I think that's the idea. I think it's the, just a reflection of the same chart. Okay. So the first time you... So you, we wouldn't roll a D4 even though it says D4 here. It would just say, here's your aesthetic effect and you would actually reference yeah. your revergent progression. Well, okay. okay. So let's say, for instance, a character just falls into a vat of raw iliaster. Right. And they have to make a revergent roll. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe, and I think honestly, something like that, you'd say like, no, you just autumn exposure to like being submerged in raw aliaster means you immediately gain three levels of revergence. Okay, and but that in that case, how do you decide? Okay, yep. So in that case, there's not really a story drive for which track to take. Mm-hmm. So that would be when you'd be like, okay, we're gonna roll a random d4 for this. Okay, so so the list is also dependent on circumstance and gm discretion and exactly there's there's a little because i also want it to be something that that we're not trying to take agency away from a player this is supposed to be something kind of cool but if you are in a if you are in an academy a sterile room at the you know the academy in uh point reach yeah almost called it far point no but you didn't i know but i didn't yeah um and you fall into a vat of iliaster there's no guidance there's no beast there's no fungi okay no, right so in that case you in would, that case you roll a d4 okay and it's got random it. got it um but then you're stuck with that track right which was just determined yep okay um so for tier two effects here's what so i was so i remember we were we were so married to giving the d12 some love that these yep. charts have 12 layers of boons and banes yes and i think it's too much yeah, I think it even stretched our creativity. It, and I, I, that's exactly why I think it's too much. Yeah. I think our creativity would actually be helped if we cut that down to a D10. Mm-hmm. So, ready? Yeah. I'm going to go through. So, there was weapons. Yep. Armor class. So, I'm just kind of going down the different things that are affected. Yeah, weapons, armor class, senses, mm-hmm. movement. And then we had specific skills. Stealth, perception, insight, intimidation. And then I had food and drink. And, oh, yeah. We had the being able to... Okay, yep. And then healing, environmental, and spell-like ability, which we never picked. So if we took this D12 list and wanted to make it a D10 list and eliminate two of these, what ones would you eliminate, Josh? Well, boy, I mean, I have to go back and re-listen the episode. I don't even know what our plan was, environmental. You know what that tells me? It's it a great thing to cut yeah, out. Yeah, that's what... Yeah. I say we get rid of environmental. Um, so that would bring it down to 11. I mean, a spell-like ability could be cool, and healing could always be cool. Could we combine the stealth perception, insight, intimidation into something choose, like you could choose between them? Choose one of the following skills. You right. You now get a bonus Which on skill it. skill or role for skill 
that gets a so if we combine the skills and says choose one of the following skills you get you get a bonus right, or choose one of the following like skills skills plus one to stealth mm-hmm. plus one to perception now here's the thing let me ask you a question yeah if you're playing and you roll a boon and it says choose one of the following skills mm-hmm. you get a bonus on that skill based on the way your body mutates okay so let's say that you are bestial revergent yep. and you're a rogue mm-hmm. and you say i'm choosing stealth yep right um and this is a character that has very low charisma mm-hmm. okay they choose stealth and it's all the now like like a they've got black fur that makes them blend in with something who knows? or they okay chameleon like ability to merge with their environment yeah. okay mm-hmm. and then on the next time they get a bane and that bane says choose one of the four skills um stealth perception insight or intimidation you now have a penalty to that skill aren't okay. you just going to cheese it by picking the skill you never use right yeah of course so should we try to avoid it the being ability of someone of someone basically bypassing the bane by choosing something that wouldn't bother them anyway? Yeah. Does that make sense? I don't, maybe yeah. I'm overthinking that. Well, no, because that may be what. Well, okay. So how many banes we, could you end up with? I mean, um, could you just sit there and avoid it forever? No, uh, because no matter what you oh, do. Oh, that's right. Because we made the banes. Because the math slowly gets it, so you can't avoid the banes. Yeah. Because as you so, for instance, if you're in tier two, you're rolling. A D12, and if you roll a 1, you get a Bane. You roll a 12, you get a Boon. And you only advance on uh, Boons. So you could theoretically get a Boon, and then a Boon. Yes, you could technically get all Boons in Tier 1, and in Tier 2. So that, that all those, the first level of Mechanicals, you could get three Boons, but then you advance to um, Tier 3, and on those, you advance on Banes. And you get Banes on 1s and 2s and 1s and 2s. So if you roll a 1 or a 2 in Tier 3, you get a Bane and you advance. Okay, and that's like so... A, it becomes very hard not to do that. Yeah. Hmm. So if you take a Bane, is it too complicated to make to force you to utilize a, a penalty on something that you're proficient in? Hmm. It- I don't know. Maybe, again, I could be overthinking it. No, I don't think you are, because that's what I would do as a player. It'd be like, oh no, you hexed my strength. Meanwhile, I'm a dex fighter. Right, exactly. What do I No, care? don't hex my strength. No. Hmm. So that's, I think, sort of the thinking of having the different skills spelled out was right. that you don't get a choice. Like, if Yeah, if it ends up on intimidation and you never intimidate, lucky you. Yeah. But if it ends up on stealth and you're a rogue, then you're like, ugh. Then there's that motivation. I need to get rid of this. Right. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. No, you're right though. So um, then that would could potentially mean. All right. Well, then if we don't get rid of that one, then um, the only I, I guess my first thought was is food and drink more I of was, a aesthetic non mechanical thing. I know eating you can't starve in the game, but it depends on how who does it though. That's the thing. It depends on how. I mean, let's take for example, does Dimension Twenty or Critical Role do they belabor eating? No. I mean, I've never... and they, I, It's part of your upkeep, usually. I mean, it's part of your upkeep, the way I run the game. Yeah. However, I do know some people like, no, you have to go to the tavern. But I've never... I, I, I honestly... Yeah, my, I'm sure my brother, I don't, my brother I don't, and me I don't do want Adventure to say Zone. like Yeah, I, they don't do it. I, I'm sure there are people out there who are, you know, 10... What is it? 10 torches deep. Yep. Um, it's like extreme resource management. Right. In which case, I get that. But yeah, I, I don't know. I yeah. still think it could be handled in the aesthetics role playing tier one stuff. Yeah, I would agree. Because again, like I was just saying, like my brother, brother and me, they do a uh, adventure zone. They're 
campaign when they did D&D. They're starting Blades in the Dark. But when they did D&D, I ne- they never bothered with... It's boring. I can't think of any play through that bothers really with encumbrance unless they're unless you're carrying, you know, the Ark unless, of the Covenant exactly. out of the temple. If you're you know, if you if yeah. if I notice how much you're carrying, you're you're abusing encumbrance. Right. Um just because there's so many things to keep track of in the game and it's Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't want this to be something that's annoying right. to keep track the of. The food is the board game player token. Exactly. You know, you're always going to forget it. You're never going to pass for whose turn it is. Doesn't need the token. And I always feel like if you game. don't do upkeep anyway, it's it's silly. Like just pay your thirty gold every thirty days. That that's my food. Right. Right. So, or if you you know you got a ranger. So if we got it. rid of food and drink and environment, they would give us a D10 list for each tier. Mm-hmm. That would have the we- the natural weapons, armor class, uh, senses, movement, stealth, perception, insight, intimidation, and then healing. And the healing is something where you get a bonus to healing. Um, they, it'll be like a you get like a natural healing. Right, always ability. a popular regardless of what it looks like. And uh, or a healing bane. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a spell like ability and a spell like ability. And that means we can get rid of healing he no not healing you can get rid of <laughs> the food and drink food here and, drink. and everyone's like oh i love listening to you cross things off a list talon yeah that's so entertaining to me you really should put the mic down there for like the asmr of it all. yeah i know you can all listen to that wait hold on there, yep. right. All right, do it. oh that's good real good perfect hi how are you doing this is talon we, we just found we just thousands of listeners thousands of listeners are now listening about revergence and, and you know i'm gonna tell you right now i don't know if my audio editing pass it's just gonna erase the asmr joke so if there was just a weird gap or a strange jump it's because we tried to be funny and it took it right out because <laughs> uh, <laughs> because when i noise gated the sound <laughs> the sound it got cut out all right, so for tier one, a weapon. You develop a natural weapon, use the attack, action, strength, or dex. Your natural weapon deals 1d4 of an appropriate damage. I feel like that's... Yeah, that's awesome. That's pretty normal. Yeah, yeah. Um, could be cool if you were a monk. Yep. Banes, weapons. You begin to lose familiarity with normal weapons. Anytime you roll a one on an attack roll, your next attack is made with disadvantage. Yep. It's not permanent. It's not like... It just gives you an additional layer of gross. Mm-hmm. Um, armor class. Your revergent change uh, change grants you a one plus one natural armor bonus to your AC. That one was so easy. That's an easy one to write. No matter yeah. what you do, that's an easy one to create. And uh, the opposite is easy. Your revergent changes inhibit your ability to wear armor effectively, imposing a negative one uh, negative one bo- penalty to your armor class when you're wearing medium or heavy armor. Yep. Sight, or this should just be called senses, probably. Mm-hmm. You gain dark vision out to 30 feet. If you already had dark vision, it increases by 30 feet. We're going to call that senses. Senses uh, for disadvantage for a bane. You have disadvantage on saving throws made against blinding attacks. Eh. Should we just make it the opposite? Because it would really suck in a lot of situations if your dark vision What's the opposite? But what if you don't have dark vision? So what if you're a human and you get this bane? Hmm. You see what I mean? Okay. Do you gain light sensitivity? That's what I was going to say. Light sensitivity might kind of suck. But that's like, that's severe. Like light sensitivity is no joke. It's like you have disadvantage on all perception-based skills and attacks and saving throws when you're in bright light. That's like, that's like huge. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got it. Hmm. But that doesn't, the blinding, like how often is that going to come up? It, uh, never. It's never. terrible. It's a terrible line. I'm going to yeah. get rid of it. This is awful. Um, You could have uh, a negative two penalty. You could do a negative two penalty or a negative one penalty to ranged attacks. Oh, okay. Like it's a little blurry. It gets a little blurry. You can't see. Am I throwing it at the right goblin? 
Oh, sorry, Steve. So it's ranged attacks. I don't know, it's just a thought. Well, again, now we're aren't we kind of looking? So if I'm the barbarian with my battle axe and you take away my ability with ranged attacks, what do I care? Exactly. But doing it to just any kind of attack is not nice either. We could do a, a minor version of light sensitivity where it's like when you are in bright light, you have disadvantage. What are the rules for light sensitivity? I don't know, but it is interesting about bright light because sometimes you're, it would be interesting because you'd be in a situation where sometimes your party members may need to produce bright light in order to, say, scare off a light-sensitive creature or whatever, and it kind of puts you at disadvantage, so it does create interesting experiences for the players. Here we go. Sunlight sensitivity. You have disadvantage on attack rolls and on wisdom perception checks that rely on sight when you, the target of your attacks, or whatever you are trying to perceive is in direct sunlight. Hmm. that's the light sensitivity it's on uh but disadvantage on attacks is pretty big yeah that's always huge well i guess it would depend on so if you're adventuring within the verge direct sunlight's probably not going to be a massive issue like for, for instance you. i think that would be mm-hmm. great for the the tier three senses yeah light sensitivity mm-hmm. that doesn't matter but what would be a minor version of that we could just do you have you have uh disad maybe instead of disadvantage you have a, a flat penalty when in bright light you have a negative one yeah two I mean, attack could... rolls and um but that's again we're not affecting the sight we're affecting we're not affecting the sense we're affecting the attacks yeah maybe we so... should get rid of senses <laughs> Well, I mean... This is bothering me. What's the solution? Well, so when you do a skill check, do you penalize skill checks that utilize... Then it becomes like utilize sight that depend on the situation. Right. Like I walk into the room and I look around whatever. Yes. I'm searching for traps. You get a disadvantage on that roll if it's bright light. If it's bright light. Again, the only way to create an opposite for it is still creating an environmental circumstance that isn't all that specifically likely. Not enough to make you shy away. But maybe that's just what happens. You were lucky enough to roll senses. Maybe we can boil this down to a D8 list. (laughs) It's kind of seeming that way. Exactly. Simplification, I think, is a very important process in the design. What is it? One of my favorite stories is... You know um, what? The senses could go. Yeah. Well, think about... So I was still going to tell my favorite story. It's fine. Ray Bradbury. Ray Bradbury. (laughs) Yeah. Ray Bradbury, when he wrote Fahrenheit 451, Mm -hmm. he wrote it on dime-fed typewriters in the basement of his college. And he wrote it furiously. I might be conflagrating two stories, but I don't think I am. Um... I believe he tells the story that he he told the story that he would put the dimes in and he typed furiously and he wrote Fahrenheit 451 on these dime-fed typewriters and he gave it to his editor and his editor said, I love it. It's great. Cut it in half. Oh. And I've always loved that. That yeah. like, you've got to throw stuff away. You need to, don't be, don't fall in love with your darlings. Right. Throw, you need to. Well, we've had that conversation multiple yeah. times that sometimes we think you need that. You some, need someone to tell some, you. To, yeah, that sucks. Take that out. Get or that it's out. too long. It's too bloated. Exactly. And you need that probably the pushback. You know, the push and pull so let's, back forth. Let's just hypothetically say we got rid of senses. Okay. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So just um, keep it on going down the list, right? The let's just hold on to that for now. It's a theoretical because I do like the idea of gaining dark vision. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something equivalent we can lose. I don't know. Okay. Um so next is movement. Because it would be something like if you have dark vision, you lose it. Oh. If you don't have dark vision. Oh yeah. You double your dark vision or you lose your dark vision. But yeah. we were calling it senses, not sight. Right. So what was there a hearing penalty potentially if we wanted? Well, my is... problem is if it's losing your dark vision and you're human, yeah. what happens? Maybe nothing. Maybe maybe that's just the way the game works. Right. Okay. Well, let's hold on to this because maybe we can get rid of the sense. See, it seems to me though like 
mutating and your ability to see would that's you know thematically it makes thematically it makes sense anyway movement this one's easy you ignore difficult terrain in the wilderness Mm -hmm. you know boom um right stairs and ladders uh count as difficult terrain which we like that idea yeah i like that i still like it too much um stealth you gain a plus one to your stealth skill when in a natural environment or the bane stealth you take a negative one penalty to stealth rolls in urban areas Mm -hmm. and that could be left up to gm's discretion so if you were doing a point reach thing Mm -hmm. somebody got exposed you could switch swap that i still think that reverge see here's the thing i think of revergence as being natural based even if you're in an urban environment when it happens Mm -hmm. okay because it's still the world the city built on the world revergence if left to itself would absorb the, the city too right so i don't know Okay. Although in an expansion that we will release as a Kickstarter at some point, I'm sure. Right. It'll be, oh, a new level of revergence, urban revergence. Right. That'll be our um, retirement Kickstarter. Exactly. One, 60 something. Exactly. Well, that'll be the one where we say like, have you ever wanted, have you ever wondered what would happen if what happened to an orphan keep happened to a whole city? Yeah. That'd be awesome. The wandering city of... Perception. You gain a plus one bonus on perception rolls in an environment that aligns with your revergent track. So if you're in the if you're in the mountains, if you're in the forest, you can argue mycelio, beast, beast deal, any of those. Again, that'd be a GM story. G- it's going to be GM discretion. Yeah. So maybe we need a GM discretionary note. Like yeah. part of this is the collaborative storytelling. Both you and the GM need to work together. Yeah, because to to... caves could be mineral, but they could also be fungal mm-hmm, mycelial exactly. as well. Yeah. Maybe we can also, as part of this, do an environmental list. Like, you know, mountains are this track and this track mostly. Mm-hmm. Forests are this track and this track. That would actually probably be smart. Yeah. Um. All right. All right. Perception. Insight. You gain a plus one bonus on insight rolls against revergent NPCs. And insight, you take a negative one penalty on insight rolls made against non-revergent NPCs. Mm-hmm. So that one is another one that's an easy one it's also one that i i wouldn't cry if it went away okay yeah i mean again because insight is one that people hardly ever think to use and it's it is cool but like the idea that like oh i'm i'm insight checking well are they revergent i don't know how right well again that would be a thing where well yeah how do you know but at the same time it could be i'm gonna do an insight to see if this guy's lying and then i don't want this to become something like well oh oh i got it i really need to know if this person's i don't suppose they have any hair on them it could be an intriguing moment it could be an interesting moment though where the gm goes okay yeah go ahead and roll that and get you get a plus one bonus on that oh that would be cool yeah because then you can see the looks across the table hey no what's going on yeah i think that'd be okay though all right cool so we'll keep it for now again if it comes up and it doesn't it's a big nothing burger who cares but it's the same thing you know i i'm gonna divine smite this guy oh okay you can add the undead die oh can i oh can i you know so that's fun that's fun that is that's good that's good that's good intimidation plus one to intimidation or opposite negative one to persuasion (laughs) yep i like that one (laughs) that one's that one's easy yeah um we get rid of food and drink okay let's lock it down healing what's the bonus to healing i mean can we just make it like a d4 anytime anytime you heal uh anytime you regain hit points anytime you regain hit points from expending a hit dice mm-hmm. you can you gain a, a bonus so a bonus to hit dice we could do that yep and the healing negative will be a, a subtraction from your hit dice rolls yeah magic doesn't isn't affected yet not until spell like ability no third level oh, oh yeah third oh okay you're pointing to the third level okay got Point it, third got level it. yeah spell like ability we i mean the spell like abilities have to be something small it'll be like we need to pick four spells Right. And what would be the negative side of a spell like ability? Well, I guess again, so that might depend on the spells we end up going with. But if, mm. but if we get rid of spells, then that gets us down to the 
The other thing we could do is it we could have, if you roll, roll like a D10 and you get a 10, sorry, I don't mean to kick you there, my friend. That's all right. If you roll a 10, maybe the 10 is the, oh, oh, if I roll a 10, it's always a good thing. Oh, you know, yeah. You know, it's, or mm-hmm. maybe just on this level, right. um, you roll the, a 10 and it's like, oh, I just get a spell-like ability. Though if we got rid of the spell-like ability, I think that'd bring us down to eight, wouldn't it? If we got rid of the spell-like ability, it would bring us down to eight if we got rid of senses, right? No. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Wait. (laughs) What? Wait. Did we get rid of senses? Is that what we said? Well, we talked about getting rid of senses. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, then. So if we did that, then we'd have to get rid of We'd have to get rid of something else. So do you want to get rid of spell like abilities enough that you would also be willing to throw out senses or insight? I think These are the tough questions, Well, I would Josh. think get rid of it, because how many characters... Most Again, most players are going to be half-casters anyway. This is true. They've already got some spells to some extent. Why why stack the deck right. anymore? Yeah. Get rid of spell-like ability. Yeah. So that means we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. So what else do we get rid of? Wait, how can we get rid of 1 and then we still have 9 again? No, because we were down to 10... That's why I said, if we get rid of spell-like ability, oh, it takes us to, to nine. We have to get rid of one more thing okay. for it to be a D8. Gotcha. Let me see your pencil, because I can't see yours over there. That's okay. I've written all over mine, and I can't make heads or tails of it. <laughs> it seems that way. So we got rid of environmental? Yep. And we got rid of spell-like ability. So that means we've gotten rid of food, drink, environmental, spell-like ability. We need to get rid of one more. So we did senses. We thought about it. We toyed with it. We didn't get rid of senses? We we thought about it and then we said hold on to it. If we got rid of senses, the problem solved. Well, yeah, get rid of get rid of senses because that senses? one was You think the in, you think senses to get rid of is better than getting rid of the insight one? I do like there being some role play things in here as well and insight is a role play. Skill. I no, I like the insight one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then so for version point 2, we're not going to have a sight line. Yep. Okay. So now here's the here's the tricky question. Let's move on to tier three. So tier three, all of these things get exaggerated. So that means we no longer have sight. We no longer have spell like ability. There. ASMR. Here we go. So you have a weapon. Instead of a 1d4 weapon, I'm going to say that it's a it's a 1d4 weapon and it now counts as magical. Oh, great. Right? Yeah, that could come that was super handy and be very tempting to move towards. Yeah. All of a sudden, that's not, you don't just have a claw. Mm-hmm. You know, you, can, you have you a claw a vampire killing claw. that's a glowing claw yeah. and forces people to make revergent rolls when you hit them with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very tempting to get. It's a revergent magic weapon. Very cool. Um, the bane being you can no longer use man-made weapons. Right. You you lose your proficiency. So your weapon would essentially become the 1d4 plus your strength bonus, whatever it is. Yeah. And you lose. And forcing revergence. That would be your your Only offensive weapon. weapon exactly. Is forcing people to be at a hopefully a disadvantage so you lose proficiency with man-made weapons yep. armor class uh that right now you have a plus one the armor class tier th- uh three can be a higher than that <laughs> well i mean even if it just went to plus two every little bit of ac helps. i know i'm wondering if it should be something like theoretically you could get one two three like your armor class tell me if i'm crazy okay in tier three, your armor class is equal to 10 plus your revergent level. Okay, so then what would that make your would that make your AC? It could be as low as if you're in tier three, the tier three chart, 
that means you're starting at seven. So that would be your AC can be, because your AC normally is what? 10 plus your proficiency modifier plus your dex modifier, or is it eight? I don't remember these things Sounds when I'm like talking 10. into a microphone. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. Maybe that's yeah. too much, you know? Because that's like because it is supposed to be a major bay or a boon, like uh, cool. But we could also just give it a flat bonus and a flat penalty. But the same thing with armor class. I think you should lose proficiency with man-made armor. It no longer fits your body. Yeah, that's fine. Um, hmm. So even then, if you force it on, you're losing that proficiency bonus that would normally beef it up. Right. Okay. Although I don't think you had your proficiency bonus to your AC. Well, it's getting late. It is getting late. My <laughs> brain's a little mushy. Right. Come on. Um, movement. Obviously, we'll just do a movement increase. Mm-hmm. Your speed increases, and your speed um, completely is like halved. Yeah, it's got to be like, ugly. If you're, it's got to be ugly. Uh, stealth is going to be. You're gonna have an amazing stealth, mm-hmm. or your your stealth is going to be absolute garbage. Right, because I think that's if I remember, that's why we put some of these in because it would be easy to make to reverse whatever mm-hmm. it was. Yep. Mm-hmm. Perception. Uh, Perception is instead of plus one, it's now advantage. Right. So for the skills, that was my thinking. You now have advantage on these rolls, and which you have is disadvantage on the, the opposite. best darn thing. Yeah. yeah. Advantage is just advantage is always going to be better than any fat flat. Actually, I'm about to say like advantage is better than a flat bonus. I'm sure there's someone out there going, well, actually, well, actually, mathematically, I'm actually. if you look Hashtag at dropout TV, yeah. <laughs> another another <laughs> another shout out to dropout. Um. Yeah, somebody's I wonder, gonna, um, we should look we should look into that. Like mathematically, is advantage better or is a plus one or a plus two better? That kind of thing. There's probably a breakdown at which it's a plus three is better than advantage or something like that. Yeah, I feel like I've actually seen a video where somebody I'm sure does, it's like over time does the bell curve for over yeah. X amount of rounds, blah 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 blah. Like in the short run, advantage is better, but over time the plus three is better kind of thing. I nothing's I think more satisfying than advantage though. Advantage is like when you, you can look good. at until you roll two ones. Well, it's it's the two roll. It's the yeah. it's, it's Schrodinger's cat right in front of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like oh, there's what could have happened, mm-hmm. but nope. I'm using no. the I'm using the twenty and smiting your slasher. So we have the same thing with the skills. That's all good. It's just advantage and disadvantage. We switch to those. Yep. Um, healing. Same thing. You yep. get just swap it. You. You know, you. How about you use a hit dice to heal? You. I'm a fighter. I roll a d10. Okay. Every time you roll that, you are now. You actually add. It could be something as simple as you could add your revergent level. Yeah. So if you're a seventh level revergent and you have a d10, I rolled a d10, but I get to add seven to it on a. That's pretty huge. Yeah, that's huge. Until you subtract. Sucky. Yeah, yeah. And subtracting. I mean, well, okay. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. If you're a wizard. Rolling your D4 hit dice. Is yeah. it D6? D4? Right. Something like that? Something. I think it's D4. something very, very small because they're squishy. Yep. Your reverge, if you subtracted your revergent level, you would not you be... Would hurt yourself. You wouldn't... Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't be able to heal at all. So then just leaving it... Well, again, now... Just increase the penalty? Increase the bonus and increase the penalty? Yeah. I just like the idea of doing something where it's like, add your revergent level because it's just so smooth. Yeah. Add your revergent level. Yeah. But... Whatever. Well, you know, and it, and it can take it down. Do you know one of my favorite parts of the 5e design hmm. is the proficiency bonus? Me too. The proficiency bonus, I, I have a great deal of love for the proficiency. It's I feel like it is a very elegant mechanic. Right. Here's this thing. It starts at plus two. Every couple of levels, it goes up by one. What does that do? Well, well you could do half your revergence level. If you, you could do half your revergence level, rounded down. Right. Um, but I love this idea of like, oh, you're good with a sword. Your proficiency level goes up. It does. It affects your sword fighting. It affects your skills. Why? Because it just represents you getting good at the stuff you're good at. Yeah. 
I, I don't know. There's no, something. It's a really whoever designer from 5e came up with the proficiency bonus was brilliant because they came up with a very simple thing you could put on a chart with one number yeah that pretty did a good job a really good job of showing a character's growth over time in their abilities yeah and it's it's i've i strive to one day being able to come up with something as simple and as elegant and yet as as just really good at doing what it's supposed to do as the proficiency bonus. like effective yeah it's yeah. just really really high efficacy design mm-hmm. um all right, sorry for that little love fest for the that proficiency was a bit of, bonus. That was a bit of a random encounter. I know. That was, wait, hold on. Wait. Random encounter. Me too. Have yeah. ever mentioned how much I love the proficiency bonus? You did. <laughs> you did a minute ago. Oh, okay. So that's a done. A second ago. Yay. Sha-na-na-na. Oh, that was loud. All right. <laughs> <It's really> loud. <laughs> I really need to balance the sound effects, Josh. Okay. Um. All right. So we have the healing. So that would be our d8 revergent charts mm-hmm. oh no 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 doesn't nope. change anything it doesn't change anything with the math i was gonna say the math should just the math the, because the percentile math is not based on um the, the you rolling the d12s just to see if you advance mm-hmm. oh you advanced or 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 if anything happens because remember you might get bit and nothing happens if you don't roll a 12 or a one right um but you roll that 12 you get to pick from the boon chart then you roll your d8 right Mm-hmm. So then we'll have a simplified version of this, Revergence 1.02, and then we can apply those rules to the Verge Warden mechanics. Yes. Okay. All right. And then we'll get, at some point, we'll get Todd and Rodwolf sitting actually, down and we'll try some stuff. Yeah. I really just want to add, ask Rodwolf, all right, how would you break this? Yeah, I know. Just give it to him. Just give it to me straight. How are you mm-hmm. going to break this? Because he's going to look and he's going to go, oh, well, I would do this. He's going to go... He's going to do the thing where he like sees the, the whiteboard in front of yeah, his vision. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The the mid 2000s like <laughs> the what is it? The the Sherlock. Yeah, the Sherlock. The Sherlock yep. where he just sees yep. sees all the dancing mathematician stuff. Um but hey, you know what? I think that's all of our time for today. It is. I do. Thrilling math lesson for everyone. I know. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And Josh, thank you for being here. And thank you, everyone at home, for listening and supporting the show. So for more information or to peruse the latest drafts of our creations, please visit our website at www.fourthpillarofplay. All spelled out. Where you can also like, follow, or message us on Twitter and or Instagram. So, hey, thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great night. Thank you, everyone. We look forward to creating more with you.